The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting little gospel passage uh, that we have, and the, um, the kind of explanation for, for why we have it is that uh, we are uh, easing our way into ordinary time, right? I'm, I'm wearing the green uh, today. We're, um, we're at least in some measure out of the, the Christmas season, although I know that some people will keep the Christmas season until the presentation of the Lord uh, in early February. Okay, if you do, if you can keep up the party that long, that's great. Uh, for the rest of us small-hearted individuals, uh, we, we have to uh, take it a little bit slower. But uh, we're easing our way back in, so we're in the Gospel of, uh, of John, even though in year A, we're in the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the Gospel of John, and, so we, and we have this kind of epiphany-related themes in the Gospel. There's still this revelation of, uh, of Jesus as uh, God's Son, God's anointed King, uh, as the one who is to come, and we have John the Baptist pointing the way to him. In in other years, as an example, we have the the wedding feast at Cana is uh, is celebrated the the second Sunday of uh, of ordinary time, which is which is where we are. And Cana is always uh, in that um, in that mix of of real epiphany events. It's celebrated uh, at say at the same time and in the same way. Uh, as Jesus' uh, God's appearance on the human scene in Bethlehem to the Magi, uh, and um, uh, and also I forget the other his baptism in the, <laughs> come on man what do you do? his baptism his baptism in the Jordan right so those those three are tight epiphany um, events and they're celebrated as such so this second Sunday in ordinary time is given over to the same and it's something like an on-ramp into ordinary time, and ordinary time, if there is a theme, it's discipleship. I'm not sure that it makes sense to, to, to say that discipleship is a theme because it's everything, right? If we're, if, we're not, if we're not endeavoring to become disciples of Christ Jesus, then, then we're kind of just in the wrong space or we're doing, we're doing the wrong thing, right? If we're not efforting to have uh, Jesus at the center of our hearts and lives, then we're missing out on the whole point. Right, everything, everything else is like a, perhaps a theme or a sub-theme off of that main theme. So anyway, we're, 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 in, that, we're in that space, and, and I think, uh, so it's, like I said, it's a bit of a strange gospel passage because it's, because it's covering all of, those, all of those things at once. Anyway, let me, yeah, okay, I know you're waiting for it. Let me just get into it, right? Let me just, uh, and, and pull out a few things for us because I think it really sets up quite nicely to, get, to have us uh, examine uh, Probably, probably uh, two or three themes. I know that I know that sounds like a lot, but 
if we if we break it open, I, I think we'll I think we'll see why why that is the case and and how significant that is. And I'm saying I can probably cover it in less time than just one theme. So pray for me. This is see this is the beautiful part of our coming together as a community, and uh, and celebrate and celebrating this way. The beautiful part of of my um, of of my preaching in a way that is like sometimes a lot longer than you'd want it to be. Well, okay, maybe all the time a lot longer than you'd want it to be. Sometimes with pertinent themes and sometimes you just go, I don't know what he's talking about. Is that even this part of the mass, you get to pray, you know? <laughs> and you can pray with more desperation now than perhaps at any other part of the mass, okay? But I'm saying it's not, it's not gonna spin too far out of control, okay? So here it is, John the Baptist and Jesus. Okay, what do we have? We have Jesus being marked out, right? He's, he's being pointed to by John. This, this is the one, yeah? He is the lamb who takes away the sin, who takes away the sin of the world. So this whole story that, um, that we're going to encounter in the pages of the gospel, uh, has, has the, um, has the narrative thrust of, uh, Jesus being the lamb of God. Jesus offering his life uh, to free us from the slavery to sin. Okay, so we see uh, Jesus in, in the Gospel of John, Jesus, is, uh, Jesus dies on the same night that the Passover lamb is sacrificed. Okay, this is not a minor theme, right? So we see in the Exodus, remember what the Exodus is, right? Uh, uh, Israel uh, living in slavery in Egypt. Uh, they're, under, they're living under the oppression of Pharaoh. And they are, and, and God sets them free. Mass, massive foundational event uh, in the life and history of Israel. He sets them free, brings them into the promised land. Well, so too Jesus, right, accomplishing the new exodus, sets not just, quote unquote, the people of God free. He makes anyone who wants to be a child of God, anyone who comes to know Christ Jesus and the true and living God in him, sets them free from the slavery to sin, to live in God's, to live into and advance God's promised kingdom. Okay, so but this is the lamb. The lamb is sacrificed in order to uh, in order to cleanse the temple. In order to in order to cleanse and purify the temple, especially now the temple of human hearts. Once that's done, what do we see? The next part. See, that was part one, right? Part. I'm going quick. That, that was that was part one. Part two is this. That with, with the lamb sacrificed and the temple cleansed, we can be baptized by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can come to dwell in the temple by virtue of the blood of the lamb cleansing it. Okay, so the, the death of Jesus is accomplishing the cleansing of the temple. Here, towards the end of the Gospel of John, we see him breathing on the apostles. He's breathing on his disciples. The Spirit is coming to dwell in these purified and cleansed hearts. Right, so John says, uh, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And we can think about what baptism is and what baptism has been for, for um, the Baptist, for John the Baptist, the plunging into water, and of course, for purification and other such, it's a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So it's anticipating the work of Jesus and the sacrifice of the Lamb. But here's plunging. Here, Jesus, John points to the fact that Jesus is going to plunge people into the Holy Spirit. So he's going to plunge people into the very life of God. So again, the, the human hearts, purified and cleansed, 
by the sacrifice of God's Lamb. Here, Jesus breathing life into us so that this, the Spirit can dwell in purified and cleansed human hearts. And then what do we see? That was, that was number two, by the way. Okay, now number three. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. Of course, if we look back in the Gospel of John, we know that this is you know, a very significant theme. It marks Jesus out as, yes, the second person of the, of the Blessed Trinity. He is the Word of God. He was always with God, and, and so on and so forth. He is God. Jesus is God. But here, the people of, of his time, the people contemporaneous with John the Baptist, were hearing this particular testimony. When John says, he is the Son of God, they are thinking, yes, he is God's anointed king. He is God's anointed king. So now what happens is Jesus steps out from, from John's shadow, and really like quite a big shadow, right? John the Baptist is leading a massive renewal movement at the time in order to prepare for the coming of God's anointed king. And now here is God's anointed king stepping out and claiming that movement as his own. John the Baptist, who has formed this massively popular movement, simply says, it's about him. Right? I mean, I don't know if we can imagine, I, I don't want to do this, it kind of demeans the whole thing, but to say, to talk about something like social media and seeing someone who has not just tens of millions, but probably hundreds of millions of followers. I mean, John the Baptist would have been right up there with the most popular people of his day to amass so many followers. And of course, there were much more than these kind of casual followers, but to amass so many followers and then just to say, you know what, I'm giving them all to him. They're all his. They're not mine. They're rightfully his. Follow him. Why? Because he is at the head of God's renewal movement. He is at the head of the kingdom of God movement. So the kingdom of God that is holiness and justice, Jesus is bringing to birth in himself and through his, his life and ministry. And we have been caught up in that. Right? Our, our hearts have been won, won by him. Our hearts have been cleansed by his saving sacrifice. He has breathed his spirit into us, and the spirit now dwells in you by virtue of faith, yes, by virtue of your baptism. The spirit of the living God dwells in you, and, it and, and, it's, and it's all the driving force that we need to be able to grow in trust of Jesus and to be able to follow him as closely as is humanly possible, right? So that's the target that that's in front of us. That's a target that we're shooting at, is to trust and follow Jesus in all things, right? And so, and so here and now, we are, we are brought into tight fellowship with Jesus as, he re, as, he, as, is, as his sacrifice is represented on this altar of sacrifice so that we could join together with him in that tight bond of fellowship and, and allow him to offer our hearts along with his uh, to the true and living God, uh, so that we're so that we're drawn uh, furthermore into uh, the life that we were once plunged into in our baptism, right? And, and then receiving from God His own blessed life, we're able to bring His love to life in the world and enact His justice, right? So we're living in this. We're, we're, we too now, our lives are meant to be um, given over to God, so that we can be part of the uh, the. Uh, the how do I say the the team the mission the group that pushes the, that advances God's agenda that brings His holiness and justice to life. But we only have any part in renewing, uh, renewing and restoring creation if we ourselves uh, 
come together, come, come and put ourselves here. I say put ourselves here. Offer ourselves uh, to God. Offer our whole heart, our whole life, right? No matter, no matter where we are today, offering our whole heart, our whole life to God and, and, and giving him, uh, you know, our yes, our undying yes. Lord, I will be about your work in the world. Jesus is at the head of the movement, but, but Jesus is the rightful ruler of my heart. And so I am going to trust and follow him in all things. Of course, I can only do it uh, with the power that you provide, Lord. So give me that power that I can do it, right? So, and, and this is it, right, my friends? Look, it, this is it. We'll make it simple. Je- Jesus is at the center, okay? Jesus is at the center. This is, this is, the, this is uh, the, you know, the, uh, it's, not, it's, too, it's too little to say he's the guiding force in our lives, right? It's, it's too little to say that he's the priority of our life. Right? He is at the center. It's all, it's all for him. And, and here and now in prayer, we offer ourselves to him that he will do with us whatever he wills. And we, and we know that we're, we're caught up in his love and become his agents only because he's loved us, only because he's made this intrepid journey through death and into new life. And he now breathes his spirit in us to animate and sustain us as we endeavor with everything we've got to trust and follow him in all things.